Hello everyone, welcome to episode 909 of Cold Wave Soundcheck. I'm Aaron Pollock. Cold Waves has returned for 2021 in Chicago, kicking off Thursday, September 23rd, and running through Sunday the 26th at Metro, Smart Bar, and GMAT. Cold Waves is a celebration of Chicago's relationship with industrial music, the memory of a fallen brother, and a fundraiser for suicide prevention charities. For more information, including the full lineup and ticket links, head to coldwaves.net. This week, we are chatting with Sunday Metro performers Trey and Morgie. This is Corinne. Like you wanna feel right 
I'm Morgie, and I do the singing part. And uh, I'm Trey, and I do everything else. <laughs> that was good and succinct. Sometimes people like list off the nine or ten different things that they do in the band, <laughs> but I like that one. Trey, help me out. Trey Frey or Trey Fry? Fry. I got it. Because I was thinking like, I don't know if somebody spelled it wrong somewhere. And I was like, Trey Frey, like French for very cool. <laughs> yeah, no, it happens a lot. It's like my name's like kind of a, I don't know, don't remember what the word is for that, but. It rhymes. Yeah. So it can, you can you can spell it however you want in the interview or say it however you want, I guess. I don't really like, <laughs> it doesn't like bother me too much. No, I didn't know if it was like, here, here's my real name. And then if I flip these, then I have a cool stage name. And then if I do this, then it's a, then it's a double entendre and it's another language. It means something else. And then there's like eight layers to it. When I was a kid, I put out music under that name spelled that way. So that's like, has an, as another layer to all this confusion. I, I was reading that in an older project, you were doing like chiptune stuff with, with a Game Boy. That sounds kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. I did that when I was younger. Yeah. So just give me the background of, you know, getting together and forming the band and and finding your voice together. We just kind of like, we worked at the same job and we, I think we just kind of share some similar philosophies when it comes to music and life, I guess. And uh, I was trying to record something at at the time that I was just making on my own. And um, Trey helped me out with that. And, you know, inevitably we just started making stuff together and I was, you know, into that more than what I was making alone. So we just kind of joined forces. Yeah, we, we both moved to Philly at this, like, within a couple months of each other. We didn't know each other. And then this is in, like, 2015, I think. Yeah. And then uh, we both, you know, we met at this, like, bullshit job that we both had when we first moved here. Yeah, it just kind of blossomed from there. <laughs> I think blossomed is a really good word because I was noticing in your uh in your artwork that flowers seem to be sort of a uh, like a theme tell me about a little bit about that yeah I mean I don't know they're just nice to look at and I've just always been fascinated with them I guess what can I say you know what I'm saying (laughs) we yeah we we have like a couple like motifs I guess that are like more lighthearted, like the butterfly thing and like flowers and stuff and I think it's just uh I don't know. It's like stuff we like, but I feel like there's also like a kind of a subconscious like juxtaposition there between like the stuff that, you know, Morgie sings about and like the nature of our songs aren't like exactly uh, lighthearted, but it's, it's nice to like pair that stuff with uh, more like beautiful imagery. Cause you know, I mean, sad stuff can be pretty. <laughs> like I could go into it, but you know, I don't, I don't want to bore you. <laughs> thematically it's not just you know in the artwork but it's like in in the titles too you know because you start off with like you know corsage you know singularly on your wrist and then you you make your way up to an arrangement of flowers so it's like it's it's there yeah you know we wanted to like remain consistent and there are you know like underlying philosophical you know things behind it but i kind of like i i'd kind of like want people to sort of like figure that out not have not like be like this means that things aren't you know black and white things are mostly like in a gray area i know i feel like people a lot of times people will like hit us up or be like oh like you know what is this song about who is this song about and i think it's like more important that um you know people make it their own kind of if you know what i mean rather than like what morgie said like have us tell them how to feel about it yeah it's like well, <laughs> like where the original idea came from is kind of you know irrelevant in some ways 
Yeah, when someone fills in the gaps with their own personal experiences, it it makes it theirs as opposed to just as opposed to just telling them a story and then they're just sort of an outsider. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And I feel like music is, you know, nothing else. It's a way to connect with other like-minded individuals. Like how you internalize a song, it's like, I'm sure like a lot of things go into it and like where you are at a particular time in your life when you first hear something, it's different for everyone, Mm -hmm. I guess. I noticed on your Bandcamp page that you're doing something unique that I don't think I've seen a lot of other people doing, which is this subscription type model, which reminds me of sort of what they do on Patreon, where, you know, instead of getting people to pay a dollar for a song or, or $10 for an album that, you know, you do some sort of a, a monthly thing and then you give extra perks and, and extra songs and all that other stuff. So tell me about the idea behind that and, and how you feel like that that's working out for you so far. That type of subscription service is something that we have like personally been um, pretty strongly against since we started this this band. And like, um, I never really thought that we would ever end up doing that, but COVID kind of changed a lot of things for a lot of people. And uh, we had like an overwhelmingly large amount of people like say like, you all should do this. You all should do this. I would support you, especially like right now. We're very lucky to like have the fan base that we have established so far. Um, people are like really gracious and I don't know. I mean, I still feel weird about like asking people for money on like a, you know, a subscription basis. Yeah. It just, it feels kind of wrong to me in a way, but. Well, it was just like, <laughs> there was just so many unknowns at the time that it was just like, we can't play shows for right. who knows how long, you know, we kind of had to like rethink our entire game plan. So yeah. we were kind of messing with that, but right now we're, obviously working on music maybe and we're also you know preparing to play live again so i don't know what the future is for the uh subscribers but yeah you know we'll once we have time and the ability and like also like if we have like a demo or something we'll like run it by the subscribers and see what they think of it yeah it's Um, more of like a it's more like a club than a yeah. subscription, I would say. It's more of like a group of people who like- A fan club. Yeah, kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've had some people like come and go from it, like people join or, you know, they, they do it for a little while and they they stop doing it or whatever. But I feel like the majority of people who have been like mainstays in it are, uh, are people who just are happy to like contribute in some way to like us making this sustainable. That means the world to both of us, so. I really like the fact that it's, if somebody is really interested in in demos and behind the scenes stuff and and access and they're they're really interested in that and they're like I could knock all this content out in a weekend then you sign up and you and you pay for the one month and then you're good to go and someone else is like I already went through this content but I I have extra money this is this is my concert budget and I want I want to help out the bands you know things are so much so different than they were 20 30 years ago everyone's not just on some major label, everyone has has a personal connection with the band or what they feel is a personal connection to the band. And, and you you know people are struggling and you know that this is most people can't just support themselves exclusively by music. So it's like you 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 see someone hurting and you want to be able to support them. And some people were lucky and they already had tons of music that they were able to put out. And you know, the, there were lots of albums where I'd put you know an extra five or ten dollars on top to be like, hey, this this is my way of saying if, if I was at the show, I would have bought an extra tape or whatever. And then, you know, some some bands seem to really go the the virtual concert route 
Right. Yeah. I mean, we we did several live streams and and they they went better than I think either of us thought that yeah. they would. Um, they were well received and people like donated extremely generously, like almost every time, and it was pretty mind blowing, honestly. But we are um, very relieved to uh, say we won't be doing any of those anytime soon. <laughs>
talking about COVID, I know that you guys, you guys had a major tour that you were just starting out on when everything hit and, and you had to sort of turn around and, and head back home. Tell me about how difficult that was. And it looks like, you know, you, you guys have found something new for this fall to sort of make up for that to some degree. I feel like everybody, not just us, but like, you know, everybody's world kind of got turned upside down and we were on the road leaving like the Virginia beach area after playing a show and, you know, everything just got canceled and we were somewhere in like North Carolina. Yeah. It was like real time happening. Like I was just getting, Mm -hmm. like, I was driving and then like, I just, my phone was blowing up from like our agent at the time and like promoters and like another band we were playing with that was like, Oh guys, like, we don't think we're going to play tonight. We're getting kind of freaked out. And like, you know, we're just like driving in direction of this next show being like, well, we're just going to keep going until like we absolutely can. And then got kind of close to like North Carolina, Virginia border. And then that's when we were just like, well, I guess we're going back to Philly. Tell me what you have coming up this fall. I saw you just announced um, uh, September timeframe. Yeah, we're, we're touring with this band called Small Black, who I've been a fan of for a long time, um, for about like a month and a week or so. So about like five weeks. And then uh, we've got Cold Waves, obviously. We're playing the Absolution Fest in Tampa in October. And then we've got some other stuff coming up like later in the fall and like early winter too that I can't uh, we can't disclose fully but uh, <laughs> we're going to be pretty busy the rest of the year if all things go according to plan I was a little worried I was like if, if every single band that's been dying to get on the road wants to go out there's clearly not enough venues that are able to do everyone at the same time so yeah we're, we're lucky that um we started working with like a new agency at like end of December and it's been the best person we've worked with so far he's really been on top of things so Feel pretty lucky for that and then obviously like all these festivals who expressed interest in us last year kind of like just reopened the door like gold waves has talked to us before and like the people in florida doing absolution fest we played that before and they they wanted us back and it's, it's really nice to have people like kind of opening their arms to us again so i saw you posted the other day for uh set list suggestions and i always laugh when when bands do that because it's like you get like 50 comments and i'm sure if if you put it all out in some sort of a spreadsheet, you would need to do like some sort of a three hour set. So did that help or did that make it worse? Or is that just to get everyone pumped and you're gonna play whatever you want no matter what anyway? I mean, I think it's the latter, but it's also nice to, you know, hear what people, what songs people have been digging and what they wanna hear at a show. It's interesting, like if you go in like a band like Spotify or something, you can see like, okay, these songs are like seemingly the most popular, but in our case, it, I feel like the majority of our fan base, like is like pretty into like buying our physicals so like a lot of times it'll be like songs that have like no streams or whatever are the most popular with some of the fans because it's just like they've been like you know playing the record a bunch or something like the vinyl there's too many ways to to track people's listening habits now uh, yeah i know i mean we're, we're actually i mean we like any band like we think about spotify and stuff but like we try not to like dwell on it or focus on it because <laughs> there's definitely more profitable ways to like you know, make, you know, with music right now than that. People could have Spotify numbers, but no other following on, or no other like real online presence. Yeah. Speaking of, you know, physical copies, I saw you're up to your third pressing of new arrangements. Do you, do you maybe need to, to print up more copies at a time? So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yes. I feel like, well, the label who did that record, they, um, in general, it's like good business practice to do like, financially smart runs I guess you would say uh because you know you never really know how it's going to be and like we did the last one like while COVID was still you know running rampant so like 
it's hard to say how long it was going to be. And now it's funny is that like the world is, the whole world is experiencing like kind of like a, a vinyl, like backup situation. Cause like all these bands are like trying to go on tour again and everyone's trying to get vinyl made and all these pressing plants can't, can't keep up. So like the wait time for getting new vinyl has been like exponentially increased in most places. So I feel like in the coming months, you're going to see a lot more bands pushing like CDs and stuff yeah. over vinyl. Yeah. I, I mean, I love, I love the tapes that it's so funny to me. I actually finally repurchased a cassette player because I was like, I'm building up all these tapes and it just feels so dumb not to be able to actually play them somehow. And, and I like them because you know, the, the vinyl is really expensive and it takes up a ton of room and it's really heavy. And it's like, you know, if, if you go to a show and, and you want something, but you don't want to drop $25 and, you know, carry around your giant record the whole show because you bought it right when you got there because you knew it wouldn't it wouldn't sell out before the end of the show. So I like how tapes sound too. They sound like extra extra great. crunchy, you know, because they're the form just the format lends itself well to that like kind of like gooey compressed compressed sound. And it's just like it's like pleasing like in a different way. For the artwork though, it's just it's it's so silly and it seems like, you know, depending on what you want your artwork to be, sometimes you have to fold it out like three or four times to get it to actually show what you want to show. We talked a little bit about this before, but it, it looked like Sunshine was the last thing that I saw you guys put up. And that was from a couple months ago. So are, are you guys still working on a new album? Are you working on singles for a new album? Tell me the, the schedule for that, if you know it yet. Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are... There's never really a time that we're not like making music. Um, I guess like when we're on the road, we're not because uh, it's kind of impossible. We're but act- actively playing music. Yeah, we're actively playing music. But we you, we are always, I feel like, working on stuff. Um, it remains to be seen, kind of how we want to go about it. I feel like the next time, I feel like the world will see like a uh, like a formal release from us will probably be 2022, um, just because we want to focus this year on just like making up for lost time with the shows and like well because also we dropped we dropped the, the yeah, we, night we raise and we didn't you know the we, tour got we never toured it <laughs> yeah so like we got a lot of people out there that like want to hear those songs so we're trying not to like jump the gun i mean we're we're of course already extremely bored of those songs and like ready to like play these other ones that we're working on but it's not always about like what you know we want exactly we had to like you know i want i want people to uh hear these songs live because there was a time when that's all we wanted to do. And I feel like we'd be doing ourselves a disservice to not play them live. It's very likely we'll drop a, a handful of new ones when we play, start playing. Cause you know, like we can't, can't help, ourselves, we can't help ourselves. I mean, like we, we like making new songs and like, we like kind of pushing our limits. And like, I feel like what we're trying to do now is kind of like expand upon and like, kind of like go past what people are expecting from us or like what people kind of think we're, we're about and kind of just show that, you know, we can just do more and like, we're just getting more like adventurous with stuff we're making. So I, I'm excited about that. But at the same time, like I said, you got to like, it, we're, yeah, we're like about a year and a half <laughs> past yeah. with the stuff that we should be playing. I think that's just kind of what, what happens with, with music. It's just like, by the time like you write it and like record it or whatever, you're like already done with it. Yeah. Like you're already just like, okay, next song. <laughs> yeah. That was all I had for you guys. Did did I miss anything? Anything else you wanted to mention? Go over? Um, no, I guess just anyone out there listening, please catch our set at Cold Waste. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be fun.
On this episode, you heard Sunshine, Fate, and Cruel. Corinne can be found at corinne.bandcamp.com. Our opening music is Euthanasia by Accumination. Our closing music is Messiah by Splinter Group. Subscribe to the show through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Join us next week as we chat with Jean-Luc Demeyer from Front 242. Our closing segment each week is dedicated to the inspiration for Gold Waves, Jamie Duffy. Here is Pat Duffy, a.k.a. Mama Kid, sharing another one of her memories. There was one night he went over to Matt's place and and about an hour later, the front doorbell rings. And there's my son standing there, not wearing his coat, wearing somebody, clearly someone else's coat. I open the front door and he's clearly wearing someone else's shoes. And he's not looking right, you know, and is extremely paranoid. And is kind of freaking out, you know, and he's going around the apartment like who's and he kept saying, who's here? Who's here? And I said, "Okay, you're obviously having a bad trip. What did you take that didn't work out so well for you? You know, and I just pulled him into the living room. And even as here he is, a grown adult, and he's he's just clearly freaking out and trying not to freak out. And he said, Mom. It's not going real well. And I didn't know what to do. And I freaked out at Matt's and he goes, some guy found me and I'm over at his house and now I'm freaking out over there. And he goes, all I kept thinking to myself is why are you freaking out everywhere when you can just go home? You know, it's safe. It's okay with mom. And I'm like, you know, I guess it doesn't matter how old you are. You know, if you're freaking out, you gotta be at home with mom. So that's what he did. And I just kind of held him and he just kept saying, who's here? Who's here? I kept saying, nobody's here. You're just having a bad trip, but it's okay. I'm here.